Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. On the line now is the host of Bet MGM tonight in Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are brought to you by Bet MGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the Bet MGM tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Just search Bet MGM wherever you get your podcasts. Degenerates rejoice, Ryan! It is finally here. We have college and pro football season. Congratulations, we've officially made it. How did week one go for you in the NFL? Week one went really good, you guys. In fact, they make me put together a six-leg parlay every week, and I'm not a big parlay guy. I always joke it's hard enough to hit one bet, and then there's nothing worse than losing the last leg of a five-leg, six-leg parlay, but it actually came home. You know, my best bet of the week was was the New York Giants, and everybody's been giving me a hard time. I bet this on the open. It was six and a half. It went all the way down to the five and a half. And I actually took a shot with the money line. I really like Brian Dable as a play caller. I like that you see Daniel Jones throw a terrible pick in the red zone, and he just chews his ear off on national TV. And Saquon looked really good. I like the Giants. I think they're going to win despite Daniel Jones. He's obviously a backup quarterback. I think I don't think they're committed to him. But they're definitely not committed to him. And if you look at the quarterback class, you know, in next year's draft, they could easily probably take one of these kids and just make the switch. But I think they're heading in the right direction. So a good week one. Good week, uh, you know, good couple weeks of college football. Really looking forward to this slate, especially when you look at some of these underdogs this weekend. There's a lot of trendy underdogs, starting with BYU, actually. A lot of people like BYU. Yeah, that's what I want. where I kind of wanted to start with you is, you know, Oregon, BYU, number 12 team in the country. BYU uh, plays really hard-nosed brand of football. They are coming up to Eugene to take on the Ducks. You get three points for being at home. Oregon is three-and-a-half-point favorites. That line and the Michigan State line, uh, you have two Pac-12 teams, Washington, unranked, Oregon, ranked 25th, are both three-and-a-half-point favorites against the 11th and 12th teams uh, in the rankings, respectively, uh, where do you sit on both those? I'm getting a feeling you like uh, the Cougars in the in the BYU Oregon game. Actually, I like Oregon. Yeah. I've been talking about this on the show. <laughs> I think this is a perfect spot for them. You guys, look at the look at the home road splits. I know this is at Auburn, 
But look at the home road splits for a quarterback like Bo Nix. And already you guys have experienced the full Bo Nix experience. You know, week one, obviously, against Georgia was an absolute disaster. But we're learning, man. Georgia might be better. I know they lost all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. Georgia might be better this year than they were last year. And that's saying a lot. Everybody's been hyping up Alabama. Alabama should have lost to Texas. But, you know, sticking with what we're talking about here, you know, um, I like Oregon in this spot, actually. Now, BYU... Full disclosure, that was my loss in college football last week, you guys. I did fade them. They were without their two top wide receivers. I thought that was going to make a bigger difference than it did. And we should have got home, actually, with that bet. Two missed field goals by two different kickers, or what kind of screwed us there. But I like this spot for Oregon. You know, I know everybody's hyping up BYU. We still don't know if either of their top two receivers are playing in this game. Puka, we know, has already been ruled out. The other kid, he just did a uh, local interview, and I don't even think he's been cleared by the doctors to participate in practice yet. So I think Oregon's going to get right. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Mm. On the other hand, you know, Michigan State defensively this year has been an absolute nightmare. I do like them on the offensive side of the ball. They kind of have to figure out the run game. They have a couple transfers that they brought in because obviously they lose Kenneth Walker, who's a Seattle Seahawk. But I just I don't agree with the line movement. You know, Washington, a nice start to the season, which I had I actually had, you know, pretty high expectations for them just because Jimmy Lake, with all due respect, I think he was the worst coach coach in college football the last So I did expect this improvement. They've looked really good the first couple of weeks, you guys, but this number we've seen crazy line movement where now it's went through the key number. I actually like Michigan State in this spot. For some reason the market just does not give them any credit. I don't know if they win the game, but I don't think they should be three and a half point dogs. So I grabbed the hook there and then in the Oregon game I like them as the favorite. Speaking of the market not giving anybody credit, flipping to the NFL real quick, uh up in the northwest, the Seahawks take down the Broncos and one of the drunker games I've seen in a long time. They're heading down to San Francisco or Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Uh, 49ers, after that debauchery in the monsoon, are a double-digit favorite? Explain. I know, it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> and, and that's why – so here's the thing. So I, I like San Francisco a lot. And obviously, I mean, there's some concerns about Trey Lance. But the overreaction is Trey Lance can't, can't play the position, and he's this huge downgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know that yet. I want to see him – throw a dry football before mm-hmm. I decide that he's just not ready for this spot. Like that game at Soldier Field was so fluky because it was pretty much played underwater, terrible conditions. Soldier Field, that's already a tough field to play on. And I don't really take away a whole lot because I don't think the Bears are going to be very good. And I do think San Francisco is going to figure some things out. Now with the Jimmy Garoppolo move, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo coming back says Trey Lance can't play or if it says, you know, if you look at every season where Kyle Shanahan's failed to make the playoffs or San Francisco's had a losing record, it's been because Jimmy got hurt and they had to go to the backup quarterback. You know, it was Nick Mullins or C.J. Bethard, and those guys obviously couldn't run the offense. So I think bringing back Jimmy, I mean, this is a roster that's built to win right now. I think bringing him back is just the insurance policy. Seattle, that was Seattle's Super Bowl. I bet yeah. Seattle, we took a shot with them on the money line. I just thought Denver was a little bit too hyped up because Russell Wilson, brand-new quarterback, brand-new coaching staff, no other team in the league is dealing with that right now other than the Denver Broncos. So I actually kind of like San Francisco at home. I know the line makes no sense. I just, for Seattle, and, I mean, we've heard it from Pete Carroll and all the guys in the locker room, they really wanted to get their revenge and beat Russell Wilson after he forced his way out of there. So I think San Francisco figures some things out. 
But also, let's look at the injury report. You know, last year, or last week, I should say, they lose Elijah Mitchell, and I knew they were in big trouble because Trent Williams, before the game, pretty much gave up the whole game plan, and he was like, look, you're going to see a lot of Elijah. We're going to get him 25 touches. Then he goes down, and I'm like, oh, they're in big trouble. So let's wait and see. You know, George Kittle's out there, though. I think they do win this game by double digits. I don't think Seattle's going to be very good, but that was a hell of a week one game, and it was insane, man. And I mean, it, it didn't make any sense. They kick a 64-yard field goal to win the game when you're paying Russell Wilson, what, $250 million? That made no sense. Uh, speaking of that, you know, you kick the field goal. What do you learn from and take away from first-year head coaches, you know, in their debuts? Because Nathaniel Hackett wasn't that encouraging from a winning game standpoint. But from the gambling standpoint, did you take anything from guys like Mike McDaniel down in Miami and Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota where their offenses came out and they looked really good and they were putting up points early in the year? Both of those coaches, I have big takeaways. Okay, let's start with Mike McDaniel. I really like the Dolphins this year over eight and a half wins. And I know that they beat the Patriots 20-7. to I think that says more about New England, though, you guys. New England offensively is a nightmare right now. Matt Patricia's calling the plays. Mac Jones is solid, but I don't love the weapons. They don't have anybody that could create separation. They paid all that money for two tight ends that they barely use. I don't like the Patriots. And with the Dolphins, there was some good, but also there was some bad. I'm a big Tua fan. I'm a Tua apologist, even though I would have taken Justin Herbert over him. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert should have been the first quarterback taken in that draft. But, I, man, I'm a little concerned, you know, on some of those throws. He kind of looks like a backup, so I'm going to wait. I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I still like Miami. I like all their playmakers. I love them on the defensive side of the ball. I think they might win despite Tua. Uh, on the other side with Minnesota, I'm really high on them, and I'm a Packers fan, and that was painful, but I knew it was coming, so I bet Minnesota, took them on the money line. I took them to win the NFC North. You're getting better than 2-1 to one odds. Their win total only opened up at 8.5. I like Kevin O'Connell a lot, and what I like is – I think Mike Zimmer's been the issue for the last couple of years in Minnesota. He's always crabby, even though he has the Instagram model girlfriend that's beautiful, way too good looking for him. But anyway, Kirk Cousins, I know everybody likes to rag on him. The knock is he can't win the primetime games. He doesn't, you know, capitalize. He doesn't win in the big spot. He's very accurate. He's a very solid quarterback. I'll say that. And when you have the when you have Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. They barely had to use Adam Thielen last week. Delvin Cook rushed for 90 yards. I really like them offensively. And then defensively, it's too, it's too early to judge. You know, in Green Bay, they went away from the run way too early. But I like the pass rush with Zedario Smith, uh, Smith and Danny Hunter on the other side. So I'm really high on Minnesota right now. It wouldn't shock me if they came out of the NFC. I mean, Kevin O'Connell's really that good. And Kirk Cousins, I think he's going to have a huge year. And people laugh when I say that. But look what he did week one against a really good and really underrated Green Bay defense. I mean, Jair Alexander is probably the best corner in the league Eric Stokes is really good and Justin Jefferson put on a show so I really like Minnesota I like Miami but I'm pumping the brakes a little bit and then in Denver you know that's what I worry about sometimes when you get a head coach and a play caller that's never called plays and you see that with these LaFleur guys and the Shanahan guys like LaFleur calls the plays in Green Bay so how good is Nathaniel Hackett you know how good are all those guys on his tree we're gonna find out Denver should be fine. The problem for them, they're in the best division in all of football. Look how good the Chargers looked last week, you guys. I mean, rushing the quarterback, Justin Herbert looks great. I, I, I really like the Chargers this year, so I'm kind of pumping the brakes on Denver a little bit. All right, two teams here. I don't want to say surprising, but uh, results that I don't think that everybody necessarily expected. 
Uh, Eagles come out, they get the win. They look incredible to start off against the Lions. Obviously, they, they got their, took their foot off the gas. They've got the Vikings that you're very high on, uh, but they're favored at home uh, two and a half. And then the, uh, the Bengals. Uh, they, I mean, I don't know if you can shoot yourself in the foot more than the Bengals did, but they take on a very busted and broken Cowboys team, and they're getting eight. Do you like either of those games? So with the Bengals, I do not like the number of eight, even though it is Cooper Rush. If you look, I mean, Cooper Rush, in the one NFL start that we all remember, he beat the Minnesota Vikings. He threw for over 300 yards. I think he's serviceable enough, but Dallas, I keep saying this, I think Dallas without Dak Prescott has the worst roster in the NFL. Like, even the Texans have more talent. I like Zeke, actually, and, like, Zeke looks pretty good. He's in shape. I like Tony Pollard, but the wide receiver position, man, I mean, CeeDee Lamb can't create any separation. They didn't bring back Amari Cooper. They didn't pay anybody on the offensive line. I don't really love them defensively. They had a lot of luck last year taking the football away, but they lose Randy Gregory. I do not like Dallas at all. I don't trust Cincinnati with such a big number because I think there's going to be some regression there. Joe Burrow took way too many hits. We have to wait and see if T. Higgins is going to clear concussion protocol. I think they're a little overrated defensively. I know they went to the Super Bowl last year, but I don't love Zach Taylor. I like Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I worry about them. I can see them being an 8-9 win team. So what I'm going to do with Cincinnati, I play Survivor. Uh, I was lucky enough to survive last week by taking the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to actually take them in Survivor. I think they win. I just don't know if they win by eight points. And then this seems like a trap line, but I grabbed Minnesota when this opened plus three. It's down right now to two. Philadelphia is getting a lot of love. They looked really good offensively. A.J. Brown looked great. Jalen Hurts looked great. We know they could run the ball. I'm worried a little bit about their defense. And like you said, they took their foot off the gas. They played a lot of, you know, prevent defense. But I don't know. And the Lions are always in games, but, man, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground. So I like Minnesota, actually, in that primetime game to cover the three. Okay, I have one last question, and it is a please explain Las Vegas to me. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes have scored 14 points over the first two weeks of the season, uh, including two safeties and a field goal against South Dakota State. They lose 10-7 to Iowa State, yet they are favored by 23 points, actually 23.5 points over Nevada. Why? They've scored 14 points in the first two weeks. So, and you know what's funny about this, you guys, is I'm really, really low on Nevada. I played under their win total. I mean, just look at all the losses, obviously. Carson Strong's gone. I don't love the coaching staff there. But um, still, we had on a guest last night, a professional better, and we asked him, you know, hey, what's your favorite college football pick this weekend? And he goes, I like the Iowa Hawkeyes in the bounce-back spot. And I didn't even know the number because I'm done with them for the year. I took them on the money line. I'm a big Matt Campbell, Iowa State fan. That was actually my first gig. I covered Iowa State when I got out of college. So I've, I've always really liked, you know, I like the Cyclones. It's a fun place to see a game. But, man, I mean, Iowa blew it. They lose to Matt Campbell, who's probably going to end up getting this Nebraska job now that Scott Frost is gone. I'm done with them. They can't move the football. The offense, I mean, they're running an offense from 1984, you guys. It did not look good. I, I said to cover 22 points i'm staying away let me tell you really quickly a line that i really like that makes no sense western kentucky they're one and one this season they're really good offensively they take on indiana indiana's win total was only here i am really low on indiana uh they are two and oh so they're getting way too much respect they're seven point favorites right now over western kentucky my numbers i have western kentucky i have that as a pick 
Maybe you give Indiana two and a half points because it's at home. They're in Indiana, home field advantage. But I love Western Kentucky plus seven as my super dog this weekend, and I love them on the money line, plus 200. I think they're going to beat Indiana, and it's a game nobody's talking about, and I think it's the perfect opportunity. So that's why I love college. You know, you see some of these lines, and you could say to yourself, this makes absolutely no sense. The Iowa game being one of them, and then Western Kentucky being huge dogs to a really bad Indiana team that's played nobody yet. Horvat, thank you for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Good luck this weekend. Have a great night. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight in the Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.